Hey, Prime members, you can listen to That Spooky early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom takes into account dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs to build a plan that works for you. Everyone's journey is different, so your daily lessons are personalized to you and your goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your free trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Whether you're shipping 100 packages a month or thousands, ShipStation lets you automate routine shipping tasks and easily handle returns. Manage orders, print labels, compare rates, optimize every shipment, and automate delivery notifications with ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard. Plus, you can access industry-leading discounted rates from USPS, UPS, DHL, and Global Post, with discounts up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation, and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. Optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Use promo code WONDERY today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com promo code WONDERY. Welcome to a very special episode of That Spooky. I'm Johnny. I'm Tyler. And we are here today with Em and Christine from And That's Why We Drink, the podcast. Oh my God. It's us. It's so exciting. We are so happy to be sitting down with you today. Yeah. Did you like your fanfare? Honestly, I have never felt more welcome in a space ever. So thank you. Oh, yeah. You got an air horn. You got trumpets. You got (laughs) us slip sliding over all those words. One air horn and one trumpet just parading down the street. Yeah. And, and honestly, if we were in the same room, there would be finger sandwiches as well. Yeah. So. Oh, OK. See, that's you're talking my language all of a sudden. Right. Funeral sandwiches without the death. Right. Who doesn't well, want that? I love no, that. I'm just sad that I'm not there. But OK. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, we'll have to throw a funeral. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> this is like this is such a special day. We are so excited to have Em and Christine on here. We have been wanting to have these two on here for a while. Uh-huh. So oh, I truly feel like I, I feel like we sweet talked that piece of Alistair Crowley's former house. We got a chunk of Boleskin <laughs> house and sometimes we talk to it. Yeah. And I feel like we said the right things to it. I think so. Wow. Because, I mean, that is yeah. the way to summon us. You're not wrong. Honestly, you yeah. could have just texted us that you owned that. And I'd be like, okay, well, I guess we're in. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Oh, right? shit. Yeah. Wow, we're really dragging our feet. I know, right? <laughs> Dang. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll, I'll lean into the manifestation angle of it. But uh, next time, I'll, I'll rely on contemporary means of communication. But yeah, yeah, it's like it's such a great day. We are so excited. And of course, we are here to not only talk about their whole oeuvre of spookiness, but we're also here to talk about their brand new book, which is currently available uh-huh. called A Haunted Road Atlas. Yes. And Aww, that deserves yay. fanfare and air horns in and of itself. It does. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Yeah, where are they? Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Maybe a catwalk, like just full fanfare for this. 100%. We've read it. We love it. And we are so excited to talk about it. Yeah. So thank you. Oh my God. You're so welcome. Thank you. Yeah. also, congratulations on writing a dang book because that is a task. Yeah, that is a Honestly, big accomplishment. Don't You're know right. how we did it. it. Yeah, I don't know why we did that, but we did it. So we had a well, we had a whole pandemic. So 
uh, it was our COVID project, which yeah, we've, right. been, we've been talking about doing a book for a while, but I think we just needed an international crisis to really get us there. So yeah. I mean, isn't that always the way? But you know what? The pandemic is kind of a perfect time to write a book about traveling since you can't actually travel, right? Yeah. Because yeah. then you can just sort it of was do that it wanderlust. It was like, ugh, if only. It was us yeah, manifesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And what breaking news? I mean, you heard it here. Em and Christine are sorcerers and they caused the pandemic just so that they could write a book. <laughs> Honestly, uh, and neither confirmed nor denied. I told you we're two selfish Geminis, so I don't know what you expect from us, but that's all I'm going to oh, say. <laughs> it's all right. I'm a subterfuge-filled Sagittarius and I'm ready to call <laughs> you out. That's right. Yeah. Game recognizes game. Yeah, there we go. All right. <laughs> And uh, look, before we get into it, we just thought what we could do is maybe uh, do a little icebreaker, as they would say in France. Yes, I would say that in France. Is that okay? I would yes. love to do it. I love icebreakers. I'm like a big cornball. I just love any sort of like fun little games and stuff. Really? Yeah. So if we were in the same room right now and we started passing around a roll of toilet paper and I was like, you just got to take as much toilet paper as you want have you ever done this before no and then, and then sometimes people will take one square sometimes people will fucking go hard and take like 25 and then once you get around the whole circle you're like okay for however many squares of toilet paper you have you have to tell us that many facts about yourself oh my really God. what <laughs> what can yeah. you and i guess like the what I would... can you imagine what? As... i think we're all just processing that what I this feels I like know. it's and, I feel like your parents made this up because that's not I feel like no. this is something you think is a thing. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I did this at a like a student leadership thing in high school, and the worst part was then we just threw the toilet paper out. They well, weren't I was even gonna like, say, oh, it feels wasteful a little bit. It is. Yeah. It's so wasteful. How, yeah. can I ask yeah. how many now, all that toilet can, I was ahead, say, can I ask how many sheets of toilet paper you pulled? Great question. Oh, I think about four probably. Oh okay. I, I was that's yeah. a safe number. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. like, I would probably would do three or four not knowing what the prompt was. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I would be suspicious from the jump because it's like, why are you making me collect toilet paper? And also, like, <laughs> what if they say this is your, your allotment of toilet paper for the day? It's like one square right. yeah. ain't going to cut it. Imagine if you had the anxiety of someone thinking, what if this is all the toilet paper I get all day? And then now you have to deal with the social anxiety of addressing yeah. yourself in, like, 50 different ways. With all of your oh God, facts. Yeah. I know it sounds like we don't, but I promise we do love icebreakers, even though we're ripping apart your fun idea. No, it's of a wonderful. Game. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. That was high school, and high school's years ago, and that's why high school is years ago, because that shit's in the past. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Look, post pandemic, none of us are just fucking wasting toilet paper. Thank you. Yeah, no, we're hoarding no. it. God. It is a different yeah, time. No, now you put toilet paper in front of me, I break the window and run. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't fool around. But I would love to know, since we're all here and since we're all on the level, have you watched anything good and corny on TV? I'm like, it doesn't have to be good. You don't have to, like, save face or anything around us. I mean, this does go out to the public. But uh, Em and Christine, like, what's some good, sh like, just some good bullshit that you've watched lately, mm. if anything? Easy. I, I'm obsessed with Selling Sunset. Oh, Yes. Oh, that was a reaction. I, yes. Is is that good? I also I'm a big <laughs> sucker for um below deck, but I'm caught up completely. So I I I'm looking for a new thing to watch. But usually my go tos are selling sunset and below deck. Okay, I like to I feel like I'm that. like a, like a rich ex fiance fiance who like murdered you know the man of my dreams, and I feel like 100%. Christina from Selling Sunset. <laughs> you don't like to feel like that. Okay, well, Selling Sunsets, Christine absolutely has killed somebody, I'm pretty sure. Um, and she dresses the part like a like a mistress on the run. And then <laughs> and then below deck, those are just like the wealthiest people on the wealthiest yachts, and they look like they, I don't know, they look like they're undeserving. I feel like I would appreciate yeah. those yachts a little more than they would. Anytime right. I, can f I can live through people feeling like I... I'm the queen. That's probably what I'm watching. Wow. That's powerful. It's like you want to live through people, but then you also want to eat the rich at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that you. the way it goes? It's like, mm, if, it weren't my, yeah. if it weren't my television, I'd like to watch it with tomatoes and just throw it at them and just, you know. 100%. Right. You could if have I a had... tomato screen, like get a nice big piece of plexi. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's actually not a bad idea. Tomatoes. 
Yeah. It's a fun idea. Talk about I was going to say, if yeah. I had the money, yeah. I would just shoot my TVs like Elvis. So that's just <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. He did do that. <laughs> that was part of his shtick. Um, Christine, how about you? What have you been watching? You know, I have been doing some uh, escapism, as I'm sure we all have. And so I, doing true crime every week, get into kind of a dark headspace. So I've recently Mm -hmm. um, rediscovered my love for Christopher Guest, which I feel like we sort of hinted at a moment ago. So I've been watching a lot of Christopher Guest films. um, Oh, my God. And Waiting for Guffman has just been kind of like in the background on repeat because... (laughs) Yes. I just love it. Um, And so when I'm not watching like cheesy ghost shows and stuff um, and I need something like totally off the wall that's that's where i go parker posey's uh monologue about dairy queen lives yeah. rent free in my mind <laughs> smacking her gum yeah it's yeah. just a beautiful Sometimes work of just art. want a coke they just want a coke they come to the dq for a coke yeah a i work love of it art. <laughs> have the two of you been watching anything what are your go-tos well, Look, I would say lately we there's this app that we've been using called Hey You, and they seem to like funnel all of the uh, like NBC runoffs, so like Bravo, Oxygen, etc. <sighs> and so we have been watching mostly failed reality shows from like 2010 to 2015. Yes. Oh, that, that is a vibe. The Lularoe yes. years of pop yes. culture, and essentially we we just indulged in one um, about the the Mrs. America pageant. Yeah, so it's like. Game- this America, but for married women. Yeah, Game of Crowns. Game of Crowns. It's they called. had one season, and they were trying to do a Housewives kind of thing. But I will tell you, I have we've watched like a few entry level seasons of the Housewives. Um, I've never seen anything go as deep as these people because they don't necessarily have the budget, so they're going to nice local restaurants in Rhode Island or, you know, Connecticut and stuff like that, maybe Massachusetts. Um, and they're having like these fights with their bumpets and their fake balm on dresses and they're calling <laughs> private investigators on yes. each other. There, there were death threats being uttered. Oh. They go to five pageants. There are only 10 episodes. Yeah. There are beauty pageants. Why is this a failed show? I want it. I don't know. And there was Mrs. Mrs. America. Like, for example, if you were from Rhode Island, um, and not only do they compete in the pageants, but some of them just mail in. So, like, one of them lives in Connecticut and just mailed in, and she's Mrs. Boston, USA. But there will be, like, (laughs) Mrs. Rhode Island, Mrs. Rhode Island, USA, Mrs. Rhode Island, US, Mrs. Rhode Island, America, Mrs. Rhode Island, International. Mrs. Rhode Island, Tri-State. Tri-State, of course. Yeah. And the drama is just at high because they want a second season yeah. and like it's so bad that at the pr- at the premiere one of the husbands who was a cop bit the ear of another husband mike tyson style twice yeah. like it's it's like bravo reality meets the thirst of people who want a reality show and oh, that's honestly probably no. why there wasn't a season and two gorgeous. <laughs> yeah i'm mad i, mean, I didn't yeah. know about you this later. i know i need to text you later about this because i feel like yeah. i need I need more, Absolutely. more. I I do yeah, love Tom. mess. You need, a, you need it. I do love mess. When I when uh, yeah. we were, I guess it, well, I've introduced Christine. This isn't nearly as messy as that. But if we're talking like old two thousands reality mm-hmm. shows, or um, uh, I've introduced Christine to Millionaire Matchmaker, and I love Absolutely. her. I think she's also kind of a mess but that's kind of like that's what makes it um and then there was a failed game show that i watched that was in the early 2000s which was light years ahead of its time and today would be uh, an incredible show but i I think it's it's too late to try again but it's Mm -hmm. called um do you want to be a superhero or who wants to be a superhero i saw that and it was stan lee and it was yeah yeah. and like the 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 prize at the end it was a game show people who truly personified wanting to be a a superhero and at the end of the show whoever won and was the most heroic uh would be they would get their own marvel comic book written after them or something wow i showed that to you tyler because i i did i played in like a metal band back in like 2006 i went on tour and our drummer had that on he had that and scrubs and i remember that was like our comfort watching (laughs) and all that i remember is like sleeping on a floor somewhere um and there was like one person called fat mama right yeah and it was like fat mama fat mama Mama, she's here to save the day (laughs) fat mama she she had like a lasso of donuts or something it was like something oh my god it was on earth. fabulous uh, but nowadays can you imagine it with like the 
MCU out there. I feel like they could oh. create like a, oh, oh yeah. if you win, you can be an extra in an Avengers movie or something. I mean, it would do so well 100%. now. 100%. And especially yeah. post YouTube and like the kind of instructables generation and all that too. Like the oh, amount true. of stuff that people can do with like EVA foam and fucking, I, I mean, 3D printing, you know, in your yeah. own home these days. Like you could do some shit. Yeah. 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 They need to it give it another incredible. chance. I'm just here out here thinking about the costume possibilities. <laughs> um, here we are. We've broken the ice. We're all laughing and we're all feeling loose. So do you want to talk about some of these questions that we have for you? Because we've just got some cues that we want A's to. Yes. Let's do so, it. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, we love this dang book. We love your podcast Ooh. and we love this book. Um, and what we noticed right away as we were reading A Haunted Road Atlas is that it kind of reminded us of the structure of an episode. Because oh, it talked thank about one you. spooky story, one true crime story highlighted in all these different areas. And you kind of break it down by location across the USA. So, like, I guess the question is then from that, what led you to create this book? Yeah. I really love when M answers this question because M is pretty much known on the podcast to not be a reader and, like, not into books. So, M, oh. can you tell them, like, the, the – like, you gave me – um, a caveat well, if we were going to write a book. I have I have some attention problems. And so I, I get really bored just looking at text. Audiobooks, luckily, mm -hmm. are coming uh, into, are becoming more and more popular. Uh, so I'm saved now. But when it comes to actually just looking at text for 300 pages, I just, I, my brain won't let me do it. And so totally. um, I told Christine, if we were going to write a book, especially because I'm so open on the show about not liking books and I didn't want to, yeah. I didn't want to <laughs> then have a book and everyone be like, you literally don't like this. What's happening? Um, I said, the only compromise I, I have, I really need to demand of us is that if we're going to write a book, it has to be a book that even I would read. And so right. it has to be that. really bite-sized and cause I, I really lose focus quickly if I need it. I need it pretty concise. So I, wanted it to be blurbs and I wanted there to be pictures and I wanted there to be color interactive. and interactive like like if you were four and you needed to entertain someone with a book <laughs> which I am <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I do have like preschool level brain when it comes to looking at something for a, not long enough or too long so I I needed a book that was going to catch my attention and catch other people's attention hopefully on every page so yeah we we got an illustrator we wanted to be like interactive so we got an illustrator we we kind of broke it up into p chunks like pieces so we have um yeah like uh hot spots in each area like uh haunted bars haunted hotels that kind of thing so yeah we wanted it to be informative but not like super boring or super dry Mm -hmm. yeah. And Christine was uh, very much a homie with that when I, I said, these are my demands if I'm going to actually be expected to write a book. So Christine Listen, was uh, if you were, on If board. you had said I would rather write a 400-page book of just text, I don't think I would have participated. So <laughs> okay. like, right. it went it both way ways. <laughs> Fair. I, I, I love that, though, because that's that comes across. Like, it's a very fun book. Like, it's Aww. so colorful. The illustrations are fantastic. And, like, I'm that same kind of person. Like, I love stories, but it, it, it's hard to give your attention to That's to a great a way to put it. Story. Yeah. Story it's a great way to put it, like, except, except I have a preschool brain. That's you definitely put it a nicer way than I did. <laughs> <laughs> True. Because, like, this is a book that, like, okay, if I had 20 minutes where I just, you know, wanted to do something, I could pick up your book read it for 20 minutes and not feel like I'm like losing the plot, not feeling like I'm, you know, have this big long story that I have to follow. It's so bite-sized and it's so fun because yeah. it's well, that also a lot. So... Cause that really was like the goal. We wanted was, people to, be able to pick it up, put it down and not feel like they missed anything. Well, yeah. yeah. And it truly feels like a field guide in that way. Yeah. Or, or I mean, like the title says, like an Atlas, I think you really were able to kind of embody that. And yeah, I, I love it for that reason, because like Tyler said, Thank like I, I'm, and I'm like you, I'm like, I like to kind of come back to things. I'm a big audiobook. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to say provocateur, but a purveyor of audio. <laughs> la la. I don't know. What, you know, I just, I got a fixation. What can I say? It's psychological. But uh, yeah, no, like I, I just, I love the book for that. And the illustrations, if I may just ask, did you have the same person do all of the illustrations? All of it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and his name wow. is Jack and he is, we were just so thankful for him because he just showed up and was like, oh, I got this. Like it yeah. was, it was. 
there was a round of us trying to uh we were supposed to like go through I don't know what the what the right word is, but we were getting samples from multiple illustrators. And the second we saw his, we were like, oh, he gets it right away. And so he got it. And um, he drew little avatars of us. His name is Jack Mead. I just wanted to get his name. So we gave him like full credit. But uh, yeah, his name is Jack Mead. And he really just nailed the we were like, we want spooky, creepy, but like still quirky and cutesy not like horror you know so yeah i think we we usually uh try to describe any art where if we're asking people to do art for us for merch or even illustrating for the book our usual description is like scooby-doo like scary but cute spooky but cute. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what our font's based off of on our cover art yeah, so I hear you. yeah. yeah. that's why i feel like <laughs> yours is your your whole your whole aesthetic speaks to me on a spiritual level well when yeah, tyler was... and i were kind of concocting it we said scooby-doo meets keith herring yeah oh that's a great way to put it actually that's great, yeah. that's great. i um, like that but... a lot and I was going to say, though, like the, the illustrations and the reason that I asked if one person did it all is because I, I believe Jack, correct? You said Jack? Mm -hmm. Yep. They were really able to hit a number of different styles. And at moments, like the like the avatars were so enjoyable. And you had this great ghost that was like a through line through it all. Like, <laughs> And as I'm saying this, like if you're just listening, like you should really check this out. Because again, visually, like this book is also just a treat to look through. Um, but what really stood out to me was these like full page illustrations that I think were like printed in half tone kind of quality yeah but they almost they had this dreamy hazy kind of feeling that reminded me of a uh, stinky cheese man yes and, uh, oh, my oh my gosh oh my gosh 100 m did you read yeah. that yes. as a kid yes i did read that one finally i can i can use a reference as a book <laughs> that book it had like maybe it left an imprint in my brain because you just clicked something for me but yes. what a compliment no, it, oh my gosh what a compliment well, i loved it it had that whimsy and yeah it was just it was so wonderful and so spooky and so eerie and yeah i think it really it nailed that vibe entirely oh well thank you and that means a lot we're uh, truly the nicest thing I think I've heard about yes, the illustrations. It's, it's very kind. And I'm sure Jack oh. will appreciate the, the stinky cheese. This is a CCP. This is a Canadian compliment podcast, if you didn't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is what we're here to do. But Good yeah, honor. no, that was something that really struck us. And and I, I love that inspiration for doing the book. So um, with that being said, how much did the podcast kind of inspire or inform your research? Like, were, did you find that there were a lot of things that you had talked about on the show that kind of dovetailed into the content of the book? Or did you find yourself having to kind of log into this new field of research to kind of populate the different uh chapters of the book yeah that's a great question we definitely tried to we wanted to make something that was obviously similar and enjoyable for people who listen to the podcast but had enough new content that they were getting something different and new and so a couple of the stories that we felt like were just classics that we wanted to keep in the book um we did and if we had covered them on the podcast we were able to put like a little qr code so you can you know that. scan yeah, so it cool. and go listen to the episode to hear like you know more an audio take i guess on that um story but most of them i would say are new stories that we uh you know have not covered on the podcast because we just wanted it to be be a, you know something different for people who were spending money on it obviously absolutely and those qr codes those those were really brilliant like yeah, it, so you know smart. not to just keep being like yeah, i love it i love it i love it. but like it truly is. like I, I saw it and i was like dang i'm gonna put that on my hat for we, i'm i'm like i kind of love it i'm i'm wondering if like i don't know whose idea it was certainly not mine but i think i wonder it in like mine. 20 years it was M's. Okay. <laughs> I wonder in like 20 years if my child's going to look at it and go, what is that? Like, I wonder how long QR codes are going to be a thing. I don't know. Yeah, That's just how my brain right. anxiety are works. Are going to be like floppy disks or? What's <laughs> <laughs> a floppy disk? Yeah. Exactly. I, th I thought about that too. Uh, and I also, I worry, especially, I'm sure this is like a common worry for anyone who writes a travel guide, but um, especially oh. during COVID, every time we listed out a place as a recommendation, I was like, is this going to be open in six months? So like, Oh, uh, right. Hopefully that wasn't. We did you know, get one tweet about Denver that a lot of the <laughs> hotels were closed and we were like, oops. But we did Aww. like up until the last minute of editing, we were like double checking that everything was open. So unfortunately, obviously, yeah, some of them that was mm -hmm. kind of part of the covid issue but but yeah we tried to keep everything as timely as possible it's kind of an interesting thing to have to navigate though but also i think just the the fact that you're able to kind of point people in in the 
right direction of the places to go or the places to learn about is valuable in and of itself because like it, it's not just a book that you can sit down and read like it really is a travel guide like you could be like i'm gonna go to go you know, have a Denver. beer somewhere with ghosts yeah. in it yeah that's exactly. all I want to do. <laughs> yeah, well, and, exactly. And that's the thing. So you could either, you know, travel around. You can also use it to kind of learn more about the city you're in. I mean, I could see this being great for somebody who just came to an area. Totally. Because, um, yeah, when we yeah. first moved to Toronto, the first thing we were like, where are the haunted places? Yeah, we yeah of course. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think if anything, it really just underlines the fact that in all of these different corners, even like some of the most banal, like on the surface, you know, seeming corners of, you know, your respective country, there are all of these stories and there are all of these little places and nooks and crannies that you can find out about that just kind of breathe a new life into it. Like not to get too metaphysical, but. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree. And I think um, the we're the people to get metaphysical with. So don't worry. We're right we there with it. you. But yeah. one person example of just that is when M covered a story in my hometown and where I moved back to Cincinnati um, I had never heard of it and it was this like massive haunted location and I've done every tour in town and I've you know when I was growing up I researched everything but I'd never even heard of it so it was kind of fun to like be able to look at my own city's chapter and and find a creepy haunted place I'd never even heard of so that's, good job M so bravo cool. thank yes, you snap for that hour hours all around that's <laughs> Now, with that being said, because you've written about so many places in your book, is there a specific place that uh, that is your like your favorite place that you've actually visited? Like, do you have one that you're just like, this is the place to go? Yeah, if I may, can you give us one that you visited that you're like, this is the place to go, and then maybe one that you haven't visited yet mm. that you're like, someday. Um. So I technically we've visited the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles, but we haven't been inside. Uh. But that's notoriously the most haunted place in Los Angeles. Um. Yeah. A lot of death there. A lot of ghosts there. A lot of uh like occult stuff has happened there. So they think that that might have stirred additional energy up. Um. So we haven't been inside because I think when we were there it was still shut down and it was doing its renovations but right. um, and it's called like stay on main now or something yeah, stay on is, main right? yeah. Yeah. yeah but everyone yeah. calls it the Cecil Hotel I they're know. like nice try yeah. with your rebrand anyway the Cecil Hotel <laughs> yeah. yeah um I can tell you my uh I've been to the White House uh Yikes, Ooh. based on today's world. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Been, yeah, it's not really much of a, you know, a, a brag anymore. It's more of a shamey thing. But uh, like you just say the is... word and I'm like, oh, that sounds aggressive. Yeah. Like, stop calling down, at me. will you? I, I wanted oh to God. apologize as I said it. Yeah. I was like, I, I'm just like, I'm talking to Canadians and I'm like hoping I say it enough and then you'll just take us with you. Like yeah. take us out of here. Like, oh, that means it's your parliament, right? Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, that White House. All right. All right. Okay. But so um, I've been, I've been there, which like I, I it is supposed to be super duper haunted um, mm -hmm. from the very beginning since the White House was constructed. It was supposed supposedly haunted. I don't, I can't, I'm like blanking on places that favorite, we've actually I, been. I'm going to answer for M because I think my favorite place that M covered that we've been is the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee. Um, the Fister because, Hotel? Yeah, yeah, we did a tour there in Milwaukee and uh, M, I, I, I have a bad habit that I love, but M's not super into where I book us only haunted location, like haunted of hotels course. when we travel and yes. M gets like not thrilled about it. Um, especially when I come to M's room and I'm like, I'm scared. And I'm like, you, <laughs> you did this to yourself. Um, yeah, but right. what I didn't know is that at the live show the next day, M was covering the Fister hotel and we were staying there. So it was very, oh my God. So cool. and then Christine and cool. said out loud on stage, Oh, we're staying there. Yeah. Oops. And I went, <laughs> Oh no, I was, I was like, girl, <laughs> it was not my brightest moment. Um, but like, come on, after yeah. party yeah, at the Fister. Uh. <laughs> I will that say was one of my favorites because I don't know. We we stayed there. It was very spooky. It's a beautiful hotel, and then M covered it in the book, and I don't know, it has a special I, place in my heart. Well, that's very sweet of you. I think I um I personally liked it because at the bottom of the hotel there is like a five star steakhouse, and we uh, imbibed while we were there. So that was my favorite. Yeah, part. I had martinis. M had steak. Yeah, we had a good yes. time at the Fister yeah. Hotel. The ghosts were good hosts. Yes, yeah, they, they were. were. There's a very famous uh, haunted steakhouse here in Toronto. Yeah, and it's like is, you go for the ghost. It's called the keg. The keg. 
Yeah, yes. oh my God, yeah. you're so smart. You have? Well, have you? Did you see anything? Okay, we were so just at the Danforth Music Hall, right? Yes. Yeah, we were just in Toronto. Oh my. Yep. We were oh literally just there, uh, like a couple Dang. weeks ago. And I gotta say, y'all betrayed me because Canada gave me COVID. But um, no, I'm so. Oh. And I had dodged it the entire time. But so, and I don't know how, um, how much you have heard on the show, but I'm like Canada's biggest fan. I've wanted to move yes. to Canada since I was 12. And so I was finally going to visit Toronto and then I left with COVID. I was like, damn. Oh my God. So you'll you'll have to (laughs) do a redo. Yeah. And and we'll take you around. We'll show, maybe, maybe we could go to like the haunted lighthouse on Toronto Island. There's also, there's a haunted subway station that's not in use that sometimes you can get special access to. Yes, There's a ton of really freaky stuff around There's a tunnel monster. Toronto. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. We walk our dog in that neighborhood. We're always looking for the tunnel monster. Yeah. I think our dog's the tunnel monster. Monster. Yeah, the Toronto Tunnel Monster. Nobody really knows what it is, but yeah. there was an article written about it in the, like, the 1970s, 1970s yeah. and <gasps> it just became this big lore. And there used to be an entrance into the tunnel, yeah. but that's since been like built over. So nobody knows exactly like where the Tunnel Monster used to hang out. Yeah, but there oh is a lot of. Uh, it's in Cabbage Town. We know that. Yeah, so it's just kind of near the the village. I'm here. Yes. Wow. I, yeah. I love the Tunnel Monster. I need you to know. I'm so. Uh, I'm such yeah. a big fan immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't even need to explain it. I just love it. Yes, we love regional cryptids. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like we all love regional cryptids. I actually. think we do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but look, it must have been really hard for you all to like kind of narrow down everything that you put into the book. So like, are there any kind of notable spooky places that didn't make it in or any? Oh, yeah. Like, if you were to write so a book many. Maybe, again. So, yeah. Well, that well, would be the hardest thing I would think of, of writing like the book the, the way that you did is just being like, what am I not going to talk about? Yeah. That's almost more stressful. Even the cities we had to cut out, it was such a bummer because when we initially started, we had a list of like 75 cities and they were like, this is a 2,500 page book that nobody's yeah. going to read and you're never going to write. And we were like, oh, okay. And it was, it was so ironic that I don't even, I didn't even want to write a book, but I, in my mind, I was like, if we're going to write a book, we have to write a compendium of every yeah. location that's ever existed. <laughs> yeah. It's the completest you. mentality, right? Yeah. Yes. And I had to get talked off the ledge a few times because I really I when we were first writing I there were times where I felt like I was doing a disservice to our audience by not adding more stories in but but I can tell you writing about 30 cities was certainly enough work by the end I was like yeah everyone was right I didn't need to write anymore and was like but what about all the people in <laughs> Burlington, Vermont. And I was like, they'll be okay. You know, they'll be okay. (laughs) Or like some random town in North Dakota. And I was like, I don't think we have to worry about that. I think they'll understand that they didn't get a 10 page chapter. I also felt bad too, because originally in my mind with the, this encyclopedia of locations, I, I was like, man, only one story per city. Come on. Like that doesn't feel right. Especially because in LA, I covered the Cecil Hotel on principle. Like there was no way I wasn't going to write about it. But our very first right. episode we did was the Winchester Mystery House. Christine's yes. the first, the only time Christine's ever seen a ghost was at the Whaley House, and both of those mm-hmm. are in California. So I was just like, man, we're missing out on such good stuff. The Queen Mary, which Christine and I have visited, so like it just feels like I just I wanted to do more, and I'm very glad I had people that were very kindly like. We, we've done enough. It's okay to sit down. I was right. pregnant and I was like, I'm not doing it, M. You can keep telling me we need to put South Dakota in this book, but I will. I simply will not do it. And I'm seven yeah. months pregnant, so you have to do what I say. I and appreciate it you. I appreciate you. Yeah, there you go. You are not a little child ghost. You do not have unfinished business caps. For right. I'm yeah, sorry. Unfinished like, business, exactly. Not it. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that because we are the same. I mean, thankfully, Canada just has kind of larger divisions. So right. I mean, if we were to ever do, write our Canada playbook. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of space in it's between. A big but place up there. Oh, yeah. yeah, we got a lot of room. Right so if you want to come on up here anytime, feel yeah, free. Maybe you want to do us. a Canadian edition. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great excuse to visit the entire country if you if you decide to write a Canadian atlas. Oh, that's a yeah. great idea. Don't give them yes. any ideas. You don't oh, realize yeah. how good of a time you're tempting me with because <laughs> I know, right? Come on up I, here and do it with us. I mean, uh, fine, happily. Yeah. I, I we're oh, sorry. it's the Zoom lag. We are not being rude and interrupting each other. <laughs> just so anybody at home knows. 
I'm not trying to be here. I feel like I'm I have so much anxiety about how much I've been interrupting and I hope it's not as bad as Please. I'm seeing it on my end. No. Not at all. Okay, no, good. No, 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 good, no. good. But what were you gonna say? I don't remember. I the anxiety <laughs> took over. Well, I was just gonna say Tyler and I are planning on like we've lived here for about, you know, thirty three and thirty two years respectively, and like we've never been up north. And our big thing oh. is we're gonna do like a little courthouse marriage and we kinda wanna get married under the northern lights in yes. like none of it or something. So okay, like, so um that has been my true dream literally since I was a child. I, and I have told my girlfriend, I told her, I think like in the first week of us dating, I was like, Oh, if I ever got married, it'd be under the Aurora Borealis. That's like the oh only option God. for me. Dang. <laughs> We could, uh, we could, we could like dub, we could double wedding, you know. Yeah, do like. Let's oh do my, it. I remember seeing footage of like Bon Jovi doing like a big group marriage or something. Maybe we could get like Jan Arden to do it for Some us. Some cults yeah. do that. They do. Cult yeah, group totally. Like the Moonies. So we could do that. Be great. I could head up the cult. I'm fine with it. Sure. Oh please, okay. yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Awesome. I moved totally to Canada. To start a cult. Why not? Oh. 2022. Why you know? have I not done that yet? Is the real question. I've been this waiting for an question. invite from you guys. Oh yeah. Fuck well, van life. You want can yeah. life. Come on, get yeah. out here. We got we got legal weed across the board. You can fly with it on a plane. And Ugh. and just reproductive rights and we we love yeah, y'all. Yeah, I'm literally in you, sitting in Kentucky right now. You have no idea what you're uh You don't again, have to not brag. To speak, not to copy it, <laughs> no, but oh you have no, no, no idea no, 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 how right. tempting it oh. is. And that's the thing. Sorry, if anybody thinks that we're being smarmy and braggy, we're absolutely no. not in our hearts totally no. good to everybody. You're, you're not. Uh, I'm sure your audience I'm sure your audience can read the room that uh, you're I'm on like, the right side of history. Let me whip out the apology scroll real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the obligatory uh, Canadian apology. We're just bitter and sad down here. That's all. <laughs> well, we're bitter and sad up here, but for different reasons. Oh, there you go. My girlfriend's yeah, yeah. parents are actually already thinking of like moving to Canada. And I was like, the second that you move, you take me with you. Please Please, right. God, get yeah. me out. Winona Ryder's parents did that years ago. Yep. They were onto something. Yeah, they were. You like Winona <laughs> Ryder's parents. It's like I always say. Exactly. Um, now, I, I do want to say, like, we are kind of coming toward the end of our, our, our available time today. But before we we kind of, you know, leave each other, I, I'm really fumbling over the words because I don't want this to end by any means. But we were just talking about the fact that, like, you had to, you know, leave some of your favorites out. Now, if you had to recommend then, like, one area of the USA to, like, mm-hmm. Tyler and I um, to go to for, like, the most bang for your buck. Yeah, like the for, like, spookiest place with the yeah. wildest crimes or, you know. Yeah. I, like, I will it, not I'm, recommend the wildest crimes locations for you. I promise. You know what? If you're visiting, I would say maybe avoid those places. That's true. Duly noted. Yeah. But, like, where would you recommend us go for, like, the most bang for our buck, spooky ooky wise? I think, like, Boston, right, Am Like, Boston, Salem area? Oh, yeah. See, I thought I oh. was a... I'm so glad I didn't do what I was going to do because I was going to say, oh, Christine, on three, let's say the same city. Um, because oh, I thought New Orleans, were, is, New Orleans is what I was sorry if New you Orleans. had said that I would have switched either Boston, yeah. New Orleans, both very spooky, very uh, historical, very fun cities too. very fun mm. cities. Yeah. So you we've can had, balance out the spooky. Yeah, we've yeah, we've had spooky experiences in both. Um, and we met in Boston, actually, Em and I. So we have our own little, you know, soft spot there. Um, and they both have great food and drinks and. So I would say Boston. Have you been to either of those, you two? I haven't personally, but I've got my uh, my godmother lives in Quincy, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's and, nearby. And Ashley and Elena are in uh, Mass. So we're going to, of course, we're going right. to be visiting Boston So you'll Boston have a perfect reason soon. to yeah. go down there. It's a really cool yes. spot and have them take you to Salem. I've never been still to this day, but Em has spent a lot of time there. It's it's a it's a blast. It's very, Witchy. very fun. But yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a great point that Boston would probably be one of the more haunted ones. I just think new orleans because of you know just it's it's whole vibe and the history it's there. history yeah um, yeah really, if i had to give you a region of the the u.s i would say the south just like the deep mm-hmm. south just because it's it's got a lot of dark history let's put it that way i would say history. um sure do does. that in like 20 years when we've read the room again and can feel like we should all go visit the south <laughs> good <laughs> maybe, call maybe good take, call. A, take a break from there now so but, go to Boston. Uh, That's our answer go to currently. For now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> go okay. to we'll, a we'll very blue north, state. Boston yeah. for now. Stay in the blue <laughs> part yeah. of the country. Anybody yeah. who Blanche Devereaux's family would not want to defer to Thank marry, you. just go to those states. <laughs> you get it. Yes. Yes. 
Because she will do anything, but she will not marry a Yankee. I'm sorry. Is that... I'm just Canadian. I'm just throwing Golden Girls quotes out here. But speaking of which, Em, we know you love Canada. And, like, we knew this before. Like, yes. this, is, this is something we were kind of coming Aww. in with. So, and, like... Christine, I'm sure, you know, you're cool with us, too. Like, no offense. You're but fine. With, no, I love Canada yeah. as well. <laughs> you're like, I, I abide you. Um, but at the end of the day, do you have at the sorry, that's I've been watching too much reality TV. I'm like, at the end of the day, um, <laughs> I'm not just here to, to be make real friends. With you, I, yeah. At the end of the don't day, throw me under it the is bus. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. I just have to let go and let God, you know? <laughs> okay, but um, but with that being said, uh, do you have a favorite haunted place in Canada? It doesn't, or like, it's spooky, ooky, whatever. Canada's up to some shit. Like, yeah. it, oh. and, and it doesn't even have to be something that you've, you know, gone to. But like, is there anything up here that you're like, I want to go there? Um, I've um, always I have an wanted... answer, but you go first, Em. Oh, no, I want to hear what you have to say. Well, I feel like mine's just too convoluted. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, so oh, we love my, convoluted. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think any of this has been entirely streamlined, so I think it, you'd be in the clear. Okay. <laughs> um, so I I haven't been to the, I think it's called the Fairmont Banff Springs. Is that what it's yes. called? It's a hotel. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. my, my mom just went there, I think, a week ago and uh, said she loved it, but I reported on it forever ago and so it's always been in the back of my mind to go there um as for yeah, locations i've been to we just talked about the keg mansion and that was a whole kerfuffle with my canadian audience because everyone was telling me i had to go to the keg i had to go to the keg apparently i went and had a whole like four dollar sign dinner at the wrong keg and I didn't know it was a chain. Oh, no. And so I was taking pictures and posting it on Instagram. And I was like, I'm having a great time yeah. at the keg. And everyone was like, you're so stupid. It's the, that's not it. It's, that's it's not the it wrong. at all. Yeah. The one at Jarvis Street. Yeah. And, so and that's probably th where you got COVID. That's, oh no. <laughs> it was, it was a curse from the beginning. And so eventually <laughs> I, I had nothing to do. I had, I stayed in, after our Canada show or our Toronto show, I, stayed like for a whole week in Toronto just to like explore oh, wow. and I had I had nothing to do that night so I was like well I, I guess I can just go to the other keg and like have a drink or something so I went from one keg to the other just looking for this stupid mansion that everyone wanted me to go to so badly but I knew I was yeah. officially at the right one because I was like oh is this the haunted keg otherwise I'm gonna leave and they handed me a book full of all of their ghost stories that have happened oh my God. there. Yes. So wow. um, I will probably report on the keg at some point. Um, Ooh. Just because I, I saw those all those stories. Yeah. So excited. I like that. Well, my um, answer, actually, I actually have a very specific answer. And it's because, um, much to Em's chagrin, uh, right after I got married in 2018, my husband had a work trip on our, oh, no, sorry, it was the year after. In 2019, our first anniversary, my husband was like, oh, I have like a medical conference I have to go to in Halifax no. on our anniversary. And I was like, cool, I'll come with you. And I don't know that he thought that was part of the plan, but I decided to join him. Um, yes. And so I went to Halifax. It was beautiful. We had a great time. But I didn't know all the history about the Titanic. Uh, oh, yeah, the yeah. graveyard. I had mm -hmm. no clue. And so yeah. I went into it completely blind to that. And we got some we had some great ghost tours. And I learned a lot about um, the different buildings downtown where they, you know, housed had the bodies before they could be identified and stuff. And so there was a lot yeah. of haunted spooky stuff there. So I have a, a soft spot in my heart for that. Um, for that yeah, time. It, it was a it was a personal um, grievance to me because I of everywhere and all <laughs> Of, of your great nation. Um, I have said already that I've wanted to move to Canada since I was 12. Since I was 12, I've been telling my mom, I'm going to move to Halifax. And I don't know why. Have I've never, I just heard it one day and I went, oh, I'm going to live there. So, uh, well, some Christine people call it the Seattle of Canada. Oh, fun to know. See, that, I'm that's what we're called in the things. 90s. Yeah. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> I've been telling people forever I'm moving to, to Halifax and Halifax only. And for Christine to say, oh, I'm going there. And to be fair, she brought me back. I'm like a whole duffel bag of souvenirs. So. I brought his extra suitcase of That's for gifts. So, so yeah. I tried, but oh it, it was kind of cruel. I felt kind of cruel. And I was like, it's Blaze's fault, not mine. But <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm going to Halifax. And Emma's like, what the f without me? Yeah, I'm actually. So yeah. I just had my 30th birthday and my mom is trying to come up with like a, a trip for like the milestone. And 
She oh was like, God. maybe we should go visit Halifax together. So I think that's what we're actually yeah, going to be doing do sometime yeah. at the end of the year. May I recommend in, in the minutes we got left, there is a book that we've actually, we're reading it on our uh, Patreon right now. We call it The Secret Society That Doesn't Suck. Um, but we've been just <laughs> doing like recordings of us reading it called Blue Nose Ghosts. And it is this, it's created or it was compiled by a folklorist named Helen Creighton who went around the East Coast in the like 50s, 60s and essentially was collecting music in the different communities and doing recordings, but ended up getting all these ghost stories and soon started collecting them and basically divided this book up by like forerunners, lights in the woods, you know, um, leave them lay, like dead people who want to stay dead. And mm. she shared them all and she actually ended up doing a follow-up called Blue Nose Magic. But there are all of these ghost stories written just as they were spoken to her in these people's living rooms from like <gasps> the 50s. So, and you, there are so many great little nuggets that you can learn about Nova Scotia in there. Um, and like, honestly, like if you do want to get the spooky ookiness of it all, I would say go to Nova Scotia. Cause yeah. like, you've got that all around. We grew up there. So like I, we had Oak Island, we've yeah. got Jerome, the mystery man of Nova Scotia yeah. who washed up Why on shore with no arms. Why do you have so many spooky names? You've got the Tizzy Wizzy, Jerome, the mystery man. You've got the oh, Tunnel well, Monster. Tizzy Wizzy's not Nova Scotia. You guys Ugh. have the Tizzy Wizzy in the U.S. Yeah, the Tizzy oh, oh, Wizzy we can't lay claim. Yeah. But, but yeah, but uh, but Halifax and Nova Scotia, it's it's very spooky. And I I worked for a summer as a tour guide at one of the haunted churches there. So yeah. no if you way. ever want if you ever want some some tea about Halifax, we live there, yeah. so we'll give it to you. I, I worked do. at a haunted yeah. bookstore downtown. Yeah. Yeah, I stayed in a really weird Airbnb, and I just have a lot of questions about everything that happened. Absolutely, <laughs> we'll, we'll answer I, them. I'll also say, in terms of spooky Nova Scotia, I grew up an hour outside of Halifax in a in a village called New Minus, and I was just looking at the population a few days ago on wikipedia and ended up coming across this tidbit that it turns out new minus nova scotia was the place where the first ufo encounter in north america was ever recorded so what? they found a journal that came out of liverpool on the south shore from the 1700s <gasps> i think about 1750 and they said that a man in new minus which at the time was just farmland saw 15 flying saucers in the sky <gasps> they recorded this in the journal and it was lost for years and i mean nova scotia is known for shag harbor which right. is like outside of roswell it's like the second most witnessed uh, sure. ufo encounter in the world kind of but or in North America. But yeah, this was actually the first in North America was in oh my, my like God. little buttfuck nowhere village, not even a town that in like the 1700s. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And nobody How ever talked is... about it. That but is yeah, so we've got, weird. There's shit in all the corners and no well, like It's true. I was going to say, I feel like meeting you is like another step in my milestone to moving to Halifax. I feel like now I've got, got two <laughs> locals. I've got a, I got the connection. So uh, you can fake it. marry us and we'll get you in real quick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. We, we'll cut that part in case you actually want to do it. Whatever, you know, it's cool. It's cool. I, well, I've been getting happy. quite. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say no. If to, to, for a trip to Halifax, I might say yes. <laughs> it cut out there and I thought you were going to say, I'm getting quite the vibe. I was like, no, 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 oh. we're not that couple that likes your vibe. No, it's not that. <laughs> this is not that podcast. I'm quite the vibe. Um, okay. But with that being said, we just want to thank you so much for your time today. Like, I know that you two have to get running. Um, but with that being said like we love your podcast we love your book we would love to have you back on the show for an episode of spooky gay bullshit it's our friday episodes where we cover oh. weird news yes, um, so we, will we should definitely figure that out please. offline but before you go is there anything that you want to plug is there anything that you want to mention you, and on top of that at the end tell people your social media handles and where to find you but we'd love to give you the floor in, in, in case Aww. you'd like to plug some stuff well at the end of the day I'm just happy to be here so thank you for having us we're we're honored um, it was very exciting to see uh, our little collab come up in our email so I'm really excited that we got to talk with you guys um, you can f I mean we don't really have anything to plug except if you want to listen to our uh, talk about chaotic podcast um, it's called and that's why we drink and you can listen to it anywhere fine podcasts are sold and I my <laughs> handle is VM Schultz and Christine's is X Teen Schiefer 
Right, and our podcast is ATWWD Podcast. So, you know, anywhere, we're there. And that stands for, and that's why we drink. And I mean, look, that name, that's meaning more than anything these days. Yeah. We all got reasons to drink. It's true. with that being said, you should also get a copy of A Haunted Road Atlas. Because like we were saying, it is, it's one for the books. It truly is. Yeah. It's one for the bookshelf. It's a book for the books. Yeah. This this book's going out to all the books in the crowd. (laughs) But yeah, we love it. And as books ourselves, yeah, we've all seen and heard. No. That is so kind. Oh, no. I didn't you. say no to you, Tyler. Tyler thought I was shushing him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, if if you want to hear more of this chaoticness from us, you know where to find us. Of course, if you want to find us in the meantime, we are going to be thumbing through a Haunted Road Atlas yet again because we got our copy. What about you? Do you want to feel like that person that showed up to the party without the shoes on without a skirt on do you want to feel naked at the party some people do get the book some, no honestly, not this party it's not that kind of party no shirt no shoes no book no service that's my party and thank you so thank you em and christine thank you tyler is there anything i'm missing i think that's it yeah okay. we just want everybody to go out check this book a haunted road atlas available all over the place oh, so thanks, get guys. into it and Thanks right. again, Em and Christine, for joining us today. It was so so fun. And of course, Thank we you. always like to wrap things up with some kissy kisses. So don't forget, everyone, we love you very much. Kissy kisses. Feel free to join in. <laughs> and at the end of the day, don't forget, if you're going to be a bitch. Be a spooky bitch. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hey, Prime members, you can listen to That Spooky early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. Because, once again, Mr. Ballin' Podcast, Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Each week on the Mr. Ballin' Podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. After a middle-aged couple fail to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them, But after arriving and seeing both her parents' cars in the driveway, the daughter gets an uneasy feeling and just can't stomach going inside. To hear the rest of that story and hear hundreds more stories like it, follow Mr. Ballin Podcast on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime members can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.